Happy Father's Day. So the title of this sermon is Keep Calm, which I think is very apropos to, especially during this time time period of, of life. And the verses that I want to start out with this morning is actually in Genesis 1, 1 through 3. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And I'm going to finish up in verse 4. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for everything that you're doing in our hearts and our lives. And I pray, Father, that we may just have a wonderful time going through your word and worshiping you. In your name I pray. Amen. Um, Keep calm. In the Bible, it says 365 times, do not be afraid, do not fear. There are a ton of things going on. Um, for whatever reason, it must be about the time that I'm getting older. I have no clue, but I start reading um, newspapers. Uh, I tried to find newspapers that actually is not have one leaning over the other one. So there's a couple of newspapers that I actually follow a little bit more than I do any others. And uh, But I still back up information from other sources as well, too. Um, so you may not know this or not, but on June 9th, um, the very first artificial intelligence run uh, church service actually happened in Nuremberg, um, Germany. And uh, basically uh, this artificial intelligence, it was displayed on a screen and took people through all the readings and the stuff like that and the scriptures and the message and whatever and did it for about 40 to 45 minutes. Um, so by saying these things, there are a ton of things going on, that being one of them. Uh, you have things like identity that are going on right now. You have finances being talked about and governments and everything else like that. You have wars and you have rumors of wars. You have this ringing a bell. You have a lot of things going on. Things that are, are uh, should be just common sense, right? are being turned into wrong with very logical reasoning from one side. And what was wrong is now becoming right. We have a lot of things going on. And the reason why I started out today in Genesis chapter 1 is because how does God deal with darkness? By worry or concern, No, I don't see worry and concern. In Genesis, God saw the darkness and he said, let there be light. The thing that underlines all the things that are going on in the world today is energy. It is energizing a lot of people. Whether or not you feel that energy is right or wrong doesn't really matter. The energy is happening. Now, how does energy work? Well, okay, so if you're boiling a pot of water, 
if you just have water, if it's cold, it's fine. It gets warm, it's fine. It's hot, it's fine. It gets boiling, it's fine as long as you do what? Turn down the heat, because at some point in time, it's going to what? Boil over, which if anybody has ever cooked, it's not normally what you're trying to go for. Okay? You're trying to get it to that right exact temperature, but not to actually have it boil over. So the energy has to go somewhere. Enter social media. Enter morning coffee talks. Enter TikTok. Enter Instagram. Enter Facebook. Here's the breakdown of what goes on. Somebody feels something, displays information that supports that feeling, because normally most feelings have some form of fact or support. People agree the heat feels like it goes down because you have other people agree. It doesn't go down. You just have people agree with it now. Because now it is a shared feeling. And you feel justified in how you feel. So the heat doesn't go down, but it just kind of feels like it's okay now because you have people. So you're still hot, but you're going to allow it because now you feel justified. And the shocker is, believe it or not, <gasps> there's somebody in the world that actually disagrees with your, with your opinion and with your feeling. So what happens then? Other people who agree with the disagreement, are you seeing where this is going? Now you have your justified feelings and a direction to take all your frustrations out because now the focus is not on what your problem was, now the focus is on the people that have a problem with the fact that you have a problem. You following along so far? Except those people who have a problem with your problem, no matter how much you argue with them, is not going to solve your original issue. It's still something for you to attack on. And they become the focus. Now, in all the feelings, you just rinse and repeat. This continues to happen over and over again. They argue back, you argue with them, and everything else like that. What's my point? Getting there. What about rules and laws that are supposed to govern these things? What about those things? What about that? Well, have you noticed that there are consequences if, if, if certain things are not followed? But what happens when the consequences are not fulfilled? What happens when nothing happens to the people that do the wrong? Or what you feel is wrong? The justification for anger is worse than. And then, see above. You have a feeling, you feel something, blah, blah, blah. And it just keeps on. It goes around in this big, nasty circle of just constantly, constantly feeling the way you're feeling. Last week, I touched on in Colossians 1, 28 through 29. And in Colossians... I touched on the fact that we get it wrong because we focus on, in, in Colossians, Paul puts out, him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. We focus on what we're wanting to try and accomplish instead of focusing on exactly what Paul was focusing on, 
To this end, I also labor, striving according to him, working with works in me mightily. And we miss the, in Colossians 1.9, that states, for this reason we also, since the day we heard of you, since heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And that's where prayer comes in, into play. And we focus on the doing instead of we focus on the taking before God and walking. So we like the doing, but the walking is where we a lot of times get it wrong. And we focus on the goal, and we look at how people are making decisions, and we look at how people are doing, and how people are deciding, and we look at how people are governing, and we're trying to do this deal of making sure everybody is actually like ready and it's not happening. And so then somebody feels something, displays information that supports that feeling, rinse and repeat. So you have both groups of people doing about the same thing. They're both generating anger. They're both gen generating energy. Here's a little truth. One, darkness loves darkness. The angry you get, the more you don't think. The more you don't think, the more others get involved and justify your feelings. So what do we do? And that's not the question. Who has the answers? God has the answers. Now I'm going to dip into my favorite. It's Father's Day. Just go with me. John chapter 3. And in verse 14, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever, or that whoever, depending on your translation, I memorized it, King James Version, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation that, look at this, the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. What is God's answer? You have a lot of energy going out on both sides. Both sides. You have this side that says, well, this is wrong and, and whatever, and you may agree with some of the points on this, and, and, and this is wrong and whatever, and you may agree with some of the points on this side. But here's the problem, is that God doesn't side with anybody when it comes to darkness, because everybody is being energized in order to actually go. What does he say? Bring the light. Let there be light. When darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering. What did he say? Let there be light. What did Jesus do? He came in and he brought light. What are we but reflectors of the light? Greg, do you side with this party? No. Do you side with that party? I, I, actually, no. Where do you side? 
I side with however God actually reveals his light to a person's heart so that they have a relationship with God. That's where I side. Because I can argue right and I can argue wrong, but here's the thing. God is the only right. I can't argue in a place of darkness because if I step into one group or the other group, I'm still in, oh, guess what? Darkness. And so when I fight in this world, when I fight, I don't, I don't fight like unknowingly hitting at nothing. What does Paul say? I do not just fight randomly. I don't, I don't punch at shadows. I don't just do that. Where does it say? I pray unceasingly. Correction from last week. I pray unceasingly. Oh, there's so many problems with our government. Yes, there is. But you know what? There's always been so many problems with the government. We just, just to, to us, there's more. Guess what? To our great-granddads, there was probably more in their time as well, too. And, and guess what? If you rewind some time, probably to them. I remember talking to my grandpa, and he said, oh, I couldn't stand that guy. He was, he was such a problem. I'm like, well, okay, so that was a hot take, because I always thought the past was better than the, than the present. But turns out, the people in the past thought that their time was actually pretty bad as well, too. So as you rewind time, you have these people. So it's like, we've always had problems. We've always, who remains true? And that is God. How can I actually walk without, oh, what was that word that is listed 365 times? Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Why? Because God does not give a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Should you be aware? Yes, you should. Should you prepare? Okay, yeah. Prepare as much as you feel your heart is actually there. That's fine. I, that's great. And that's everything. Do not fear. Do not be gripped by fear because guess what? God does not give a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. How will they know you? By how you show love one to another. I do not fight unknowingly. I pray. Because who knows what will happen if a person finds the light. Because this is, the condemnation is not based on people's opinions. That is not what the condemnation came down into this earth. That is not the condemnation. Oh, they feel this way. That's not the condemnation. The condemnation is that the light has come into the world and the world loved darkness rather than light. That's the condemnation. That's the problem. That's the issue. Is that people love darkness rather than light. You can spend all your time talking about this is right, and that's right, and that's wrong, and that's wrong. You spend all of your time like that. But you can only know the truth by following after the truth. And the only way you follow after the truth is by knowing the way, the truth, and the life. And that, turns out, is found in a relationship, not a religion. I'm going to make this little note. Don't have the kind of relationship with God that can be run by a computer. Did you catch that? Do not have the kind of relationship with God that can be dictated and run by a computer.
The relationship that is found in God is based on just that, a relationship, not a set of do's and don'ts. It is, why do I want to do good? Because I want to please God. Why do I want to please God? Because of my personal relationship. Can you explain that? Kind of? I can give you a reason for the hope that it is in. I can tell you that that the, my reason for trusting in God is because he always walks me through. He's always there. And when I am crying, he's there. When I'm happy, he's there. When I need help the most, he's there. And, and even when I feel like he's not there, he's still there. It's a very amazing relationship. Well, can you quantify it? Not really. That's something that you got to walk on your own. You look for answers without actually looking at the solution. People want answers, but they don't want to see the solution. Remember what we studied, is that it, it was good to God to have in him the fullness of everything. You want to feel complete? You want to feel uh, your, who you are? You want to find out who you are? Turns out Jesus is your completeness. Jesus is the fullness, and that is not something that is understood by looking from the outside in. You must have a relationship with God through Jesus in order to walk that out, and that's the reason why. If you have a faith of a mustard seed, if you can just get to that point where you can say, you know what? I can see about God. I can see and I can trust. Let's step into this. And if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, if you can actually acknowledge that Jesus is the Son of God, if you can acknowledge the fact of what he did on the cross, if you can acknowledge that he rose again, and if you can actually do that, that little bit, it starts that journey, it starts that walk, it starts that relationship, and that relationship is what changes hearts, it's what changes lives, and what changes attitude. I was reading also in the newspaper about people who, in their testimonies, um, like uh, people, actors in Hollywood, really, really famous people, um, who had a testimony of basically living a life just for themselves and they came to the end of themselves and they found Jesus and they found a relationship and now their priorities are being set up and, and they have a relationship with God, one that is actually very awesome. And I'll end with this because I don't want to go very much further, but I want you to understand that during this Father's Day, we as fathers, we as people that are out there we want the best for our children. We want them to actually make the best choices. Not always do they. Not always do they. But what we can pray is we can pray the fact that the relationship with God the Father would be their focus. That they walk and that they have that life that follows after. And we as fathers praying for other people and praying and allowing God to actually be our source. Keep calm. Keep calm. Do not allow the things that are happening to actually shake that prayer, shake that faith, shake that area. This is a very, very important time, and there's a lot of people that are hurting, and there's a lot of people that are wanting to be heard, and they're doing every single thing that they can to be heard. Are you in a position to pray for those people? Yes, you are. You may even be in a position to actually speak lovingly and kindly in a situation. 
without pointing fingers and without judging. God is still right. Is there still right and there is still wrong? Yes, there is. But how do you approach it? I don't know. How did Jesus approach the people? He walked amongst the sinners. He was amongst the people. Matter of fact, he was so much into people's lives that he was considered a sinner right along with them by the religious people. This is the condemnation that people loved darkness rather than light. So shine a light into the darkness because there may be just one person that might say, you know what, I'm done. I'm done living for myself. I'm done living the way I'm living. I'm done this way and I want another choice. I want another chance. Who knows? I very much hope that people are praying for this county. I very much hope that you're praying for our leaders. I very, very much hope that you're praying for our town. I very much hope that you're praying for the people. And I very much hope that when you watch the news and you see all the horrible things that are going on and all the things that you disagree with and whatever, that instead of actually talking about that, that you may actually get down and pray unceasingly for the people. Because you don't have an answer for them, but Jesus is the answer. But remember, God's answer, strangely, I mean, I made mention of this several Sundays ago, but it's interesting that God's solution isn't to fix the world's problems. God's solution is to fix the relationship between him and us. And somehow, amazingly enough, in God's way, somehow, when you correct the relationship between God and you by believing in Jesus, it seems like the issues that you deal with, you start walking through them instead of avoiding them. You start dealing with them instead of pushing them down and keeping them bottled up. I hope you have a wonderful Father's Day. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day and I want to thank you for this time. I pray, Father, for those out there that are struggling. I pray, Father, for those people that are having issues. I pray, Father, for the people that, that, have, that have problems. They really do. They have things that are going on in their lives. And I pray, Father, that you may touch and that you may be with. I pray, Father, that you may help. I pray, Father, that they may find that answer. And I pray, Father, that you be glorified in our hearts and in our minds. And I pray, Father, that we might be the reflectors of the light that is within us and that we may show the love, that we may show the forgiveness, that we may show the grace and the mercy that you show us every single day. And I pray, Father, that you be glorified. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. I hope you have enjoyed this special message. And I hope you have a wonderful day. If you would like to listen to other podcasts, you may go to agjordanmt.com. Thank you for listening.